Hello, my name is Lincoln Jacoy, and you're listening to Season 2 of Colorado State University's History Department's podcast, The Land Grant Chronicles, written and recorded by the students of History Outdoor Recreation class. This season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode tells the story of the Echo Park Dam controversy. A river silence. Walls shrink and a canyon almost lost its echo. In 1949, the Bureau of Reclamation released an announcement that shook the desert of Dinosaur National Monument at the Colorado-Utah border. The federal agency proposed a new dam and reservoir to be constructed along the Green River, a tributary to the Colorado River, to support irrigation for farmers and the growing communities of Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and Wyoming. The project generated controversy almost immediately after it was proposed. Building a dam in a national monument would break the national park's preservationist ideals. Conservation groups like the Sierra Club joined recreationists who currently use the river in opposing the dam. While the Bureau of Reclamation, Lake Recreationists, and the state of Utah supported the bill heavily, Utah was one of the biggest supporters, believing they would gain the most out of this project. The Echo Park Dam also proves to be promising for water and energy development, allowing for jobs, new recreation opportunities, and a support of growing communities and farms. Gaining support against the Echo Park Dam project was a crucial tactic for conservationists to prevent major destruction through the canyons. Those who opposed the project were mainly made up of individuals who used Echo Canyon Park for rafting, hiking, and camping. They attempted to campaign against the new dam by holding on to National Park Service ideals of land preservation. The Sierra Club sent out mail and brochures that helped educate people on the issues, lobbied heavily to get congressmen to oppose the dam, and pushed U.S. citizens who opposed the project to contact government officials and express their opposition of the project. Those like H.C. Bradley spoke out against the dam by using media sources to shoot down false claims that were an attempt to slander the Sierra Club and other supporters that opposed the dam. Bradley wrote saying, This fight is not for anyone's personal gain, but for everyone's enjoyment, and keeping the canyon for future opportunities for those who wish to use it just like he did some time ago. He also explained that the Sierra Club wants to help hold the National Park Service to its original values, and that it's important to keep the land pristine in many cases. People wanted to keep the canyon open, keep learning about the past through archaeology, have opportunities to keep the wilderness wild, and avoid having major issues with river health. In order for the Colorado Storage Project to gain any sort of traction, major support was needed from Congress, the National Park Service, and the public. An important supporter and a major win for the Bureau of Reclamation was gaining the support of the National Park Service. National Park Service thought that the fight against the dam was useless and decided not to spend any money on resources to oppose the project. Due to this, both the Bureau and the National Park Service started to work together to gain more support from the public and Congress by coming out with a plan to install a $2,500,000 project that included a lodge that could hold up to 500 people in the Echo Canyon Park. The project was to support lake recreationists and gain interest in tourists. The Bureau of Reclamation advertised these new recreation opportunities in the parks to gain public support. To continue to gain support for the dam, the Bureau of Reclamation helped release a publication titled Analysis Based on Realism by G.E. Utterman to shut down any arguments against the project. In this publication, Utterman argued that there was nothing new to learn from the park due to the land being too new. It did not hold any valuable information that would better the knowledge of dinosaurs or the geology of the area, and if it did, it was already extracted out. He argued the river's health would be fine, but people should be prepared for minor inconveniences and should just bring in their own water. And he concluded that the water quality, flooding, and ice and silt buildup would not be an issue. Lastly, he stated that the U.S. already had too much wilderness protected areas. 
and that the conservationists do not need more areas and can afford to lose some. This publication resulted in some more support and made the project look better than it was. Those who oppose Edderman's report labeled it as inaccurate. According to a famed writer and conservationist, Wallace Stegner, even advocates of the dinosaur dams admit that the dams would destroy most of the unique beauties at the monument. Due to this understanding and heavy opposition created by campaigners that called Congress, educated the public, and shared their values via film, news article, ads, and radio talk shows resulted in the conservationist victory in 1955. They eventually won by having Congress deciding against the project resulting in a total shutdown of plans for the dam and lodge. This victory allowed rafters and other recreationists to continue to use the Green River for generations to come. The Echo Canyon Park Dam controversy allowed people to share their voice and make change for the betterment of land, national park values, and everyone.